it's time for closet conversations, and uh, we are reminding all our view, our listeners that no one under the age of eighteen should be tuned in as we go deep into the closet. Let us welcome our eighteen guest, Dr. Prithi Ramlakan, who's a past president of the African Society for Sexual Medicine (ASS). M, and we are talking everything you need to know about erectile dysfunction or ED. Dr. Ramlikan, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening and thank you for having me. Well, you know what? We are talking about something that's a bit, you know, of a sensitive issue for the gentleman, but also affects the ladies quite a lot if your gentleman has erectile dysfunction. Let's, let's define it firstly for those who might not know what ED stands for. So if we look at the, the what's called the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual definition, it looks at a disorder of erection, first of all, occurring on between 75 to 100% of time, so not necessarily 100%, between 75 to 100% of times, where there is difficulty in maintaining or even getting an erection, hmm. which leads to satisfactory sexual intercourse. And, and yeah, go ahead. it must cause distress. So it, it's not only physical, it's also psychological, um, this uh, erectile dysfunction. Well, the, the causes can be different, but the whole act must cause the person distress because somebody who's not having erections and not having sex and might attempt sex once in a while and, and have no problem with not being able to do it. He's not distressed by it. Let Secondly, it must be at least six months of duration, not just I failed tonight. Off. I failed tonight and mm. that's why this happened. And, and that is why I want to say, okay, I've got ED. No, I don't have ED. I only failed once and that might be for a numerous lot of reasons which we will look at and go through as we go along. So it's something that needs to build up. You can't just base it on one um, incident of poor performance because obviously there could be stress or, you know, fatigue or whatever it might be that could cause yeah, it. Or just not the right time or place. Uh, I mean, it could be anything. Uh, and, and that is where you would find that some people would be in a stress. And let's be honest, stress is a very anxiety-producing process. You've got performance anxiety, you've got, do I smell nice, do I feel good, do I look good, is my penis big enough, is my penis hard enough? It's a whole host of things, and it's going to get you very stressed. So, whenever people say, I have this, I say, but how are you with sex? And they say, well, I'm okay. And I say, but do you feel comfortable? Are you ready for everything without any problem? Or are you worried about whether you're going to satisfy your partner? And we're seeing so much of young people having erectile dysfunction more than six months because of the pressure to perform in this day and age. It's something out there nowadays that's making people pressured to perform. So there's a lot of pressure. And do you think this pressure is, is pressure brought about because there's such a huge um, a huge uptake of our own sexuality right now? I mean, you look at social media, you look at what we get on television and so on and so forth. Everything is sexualized and porn is becoming readily available. Do you think that the pressure is brought on by that? Can can be part of the, the problem and... and I think part of the problem is we in a world where we are, like you said, exposed so much to social media, different uh, depictions and illustrations that suddenly we want to copy what is happening in everybody else's life and not just having a life of our own. And, and that is why my first advice to all couples, when, before they get married and they come in for a little sexual counseling, and I say, lower your expectations. So what do you mean? I said, remember, if you set expectations and if you fail, those expectation losses create anxiety. And when they create anxiety, they continue to perpetuate this anxiety for time memorial. And then suddenly the wedding night 
becomes the night you remember for the rest of your life. A-teamers, we are talking about erectile dysfunction and everything that you need to know about it. And our guest is Dr. Prithi Ramlakan, who's the past president of the African Society for Sexual Medicine. Have have you been um, wondering if maybe you're not performing well due to erectile dysfunction? Maybe you've got some questions. Please do call in. And for the ladies who need to be supporting their partners uh, if they are experiencing erectile dysfunction and you might have questions, please call in 011-714-2006 or WhatsApp 0614-104-107. SMSs go to 41391. There's a WhatsApp here from an A-teamer. Hi, Patricia. I'm Sekuru in the Somerset West. Uh, concerning the topic that you are about to discuss, yes, I lost my manhood because of medication. Uh, I'm taking uh, chronic medications. I've First, I was I, I was diagnosed with HIV. Then, when I was taking HIV tablets, then I got some side effects uh, that uh, take me to start taking medication for uh, for for sugar diabetes. From sugar diabetes, now I'm having a heart problem, and now my manhood is no longer working. I don't know what to do now. And they are now also. I'm losing my. I'm. I'm losing sight. Uh, I don't know what to do. Now I lost uh, my wife, so I'm now alone again. So I don't know what to do now with this uh, problem. So please help me. Mm, uh, Doctor Ramlakan, uh, sure, this is this is a, well, a myriad of uh, conditions here. Um, well, yeah. Bring home exactly what the whole difficulty is about. But I think before we answer the, the, the listener, I'd love to just say, let's look at what an erection is and what brings it about so that we understand what brings about the normal erection so we can then understand why we get into difficulty. So an erection basically is the movement of blood into the penis, filling up the spaces in two rod-like structures which are called the corpora and I'm going to say corpora and and keep it there and say these are the two structures that you have in the penis that fill with the blood and therefore allow this penis to erect. So blood flows in. So you have to have an intact or a good blood supply to have a good erection. In the attaining of that erection there has to be a neural or nervous impact so therefore if i see something and i see something that is exciting sexually to me i pick that up visually it goes into my brain and from the cortex we get nerve fibers going down the spinal cord coming through what is called the plexus in the spinal area down in your sacrum or in your pelvis and that feeds the penis and therefore you need a good nerve supply to be part of having the process of being a man, I've got to have a good hormonal balance. So I've got to have the right level of testosterone, which now maintains my male process and also is responsible for looking after the blood vessels and the nerves, etc., of my penis because it will influence it in a way as the times go by. And then the two other facets, and that is a facet of the psychological balance in my body. So if I'm psychologically balanced, I feel good, I'm comfortable with the world, I don't have a problem, therefore I don't end up having problems in my erection. And then socially, and this is called the big five of erection. The blood supply, the nerves, the hormones, the psychological process, and the social process. And the social process can be if there's strife or war. People not running around erections when there's a gun that you have to run from. Everyone's erections really down and not really all it. So therefore, those are the five things that contribute. Socially also is work. If you're not unemployed, you can become very, very, very put down and have complete loss of erection because you lose your capacity as a man. Men feed and clothe their families as the nature-driven process within them. And when they don't do that, 
they suddenly feel neutered just by the act of not working. So unemployment is a big cause of erectile dysfunction when you look at the causes. So if we come to our patients, he has HIV. If he takes one of the HIV drugs called proteases, that can cause you to have erectile dysfunction. As you are continuing with HIV and you start to increase your weight because now you say, look, I want to eat well, and once you have your HIV under control, you start eating better, you are prone to becoming a diabetic. And when you become diabetic, you now affect both the nerve supply and the blood supply of the penis. Remember the biggest thing, if I can tell everyone today, is once you have erectile dysfunction, and if you have no heart symptoms, you are a cardiac patient till proved otherwise. That is the bottom line, and that is actually a lifesaver. So having erectile dysfunction has to save your life. And the reason for that, Patricia, is very simple. The artery supplying the penis is two millimeters, and the artery supplying the heart is four millimeters. So where would you get disease first? You get disease first in the penis, then the heart. And that is why erectile dysfunction shows up two to three years before you get the heart attack. So if we had the chance to interrogate our patient who gave us history now, and we asked him, he'll tell us that two to three years before he had the heart disease, he suddenly start to get weak erections or no erections or another important message for men out there. Every man gets an early morning erection since he was young. As a normal working process of the penis. So the penis will arise in the morning, you wake up with this erection that's there. Once you wake up with it, you know that it is now working and all the systems are in place. The big five is working. If you start to lose early morning erections, so sometimes you'd only have an erection maybe five out of seven days, you are starting to lose a little bit of the smallest area or the smallest part of the process, and that is called the endothelium. So your blood vessels in the body are actually starting to lose the, and I'll use the word virility, if I may use the word, but that is what they're losing. They're losing that power to open up so that blood flows well. So now that you, our men out there understand how this penis works, they'll suddenly understand why and where you can get it. So any disease that affects blood supply, like high blood pressure, diabetes, uh, or any other uh, vascular disease or trauma to the penis, like continued bicycle riding for hours can press onto the artery in the groin and therefore compress it and rest blood supply to the penis. Next part is anything that affects the nerve. So if you have back surgery, if you have a fracture of the bone, if you have surgery to the prostate and where they cut your nerves, you can get nervous problems. If you are getting older and above 40, the incidence of testosterone being low gets higher as you grow older. If you are overweight, you can have testosterone deficiency because of the increased obesity, and that causes problems. If you are in severe psychological difficulty with fighting and all the time with your partner and your children and, and, and all of that, you can end up having severe psychosocial difficulties also and end up having erectile dysfunction. So these are the contributors. And suddenly every disease comes to play. And I'm, I'm, I'm saddened by the fact that uh, our listener really has been through the whole process. Very, very sad. It definitely is very sad. Uh, and and I, I, I do hope that he's getting the much-needed medical attention because it seems he's gone through the mill and uh, losing his partner as well, his wife. Very, very difficult. A-team, as we're talking to Dr. Ramlikan, who is um, the past president of the African Society for Sexual Medicine, and the, the, the topic of discussion is erectile dysfunction. I'd love to hear from you as a man. How do you cope when you don't 
don't really perform to your peak, you know, and, and how do you react towards your partner? How does your partner react towards you? Sometimes it not, might not be erectile dysfunction. It might be the mood is not right or you've had a stressful day. But, some, you know, this, this issue of sexual um Sexual issues in general just sometimes get partners in such a tailspin that relationships really suffer from it. Call in on 011-714-2006 or WhatsApp 0614-104-107. Idumela Patricia and our lovely doctor there. You've come up with a sensitive issue, but it should be talked about. It should be discussed at great depth. So many men have problems. They have erectile dysfunction, but they keep quiet. From an African perspective, they become shy when they should tell other men what their problem is. And this erectile dysfunction, or ED, has a negative impact on growth of a romantic relationship. They say love conquers all, but if a man does not satisfactorily, does not uh, sexually satisfy his woman, let me tell you the stark truth. The stark truth is that this love will end bit by bit. Oh, ED, it's a major problem. Thank you for talking about it on a great radio station that is SAFM. Good evening, lovely people. I am Anonymous from Brantfisher. Anonymous, yeah. Coming from a male's perspective, I can only imagine how difficult it can be. So, um, Dr. Ramlikan, maybe weigh in on what Anonymous has said. The key to what is being put out here is that the impact of what happens to a man with erectile dysfunction. And the one thing that happens that almost every partner complains out worldwide in all the studies in done and in all the work we do all the time is that as soon as the erectile dysfunction comes, and remember that erectile dysfunction is not a loss of erection. A lot of men, about only 10% or 15%, have complete loss of erection. Many of the men get an erection, but it is either one, not firm enough to penetrate, or if they do penetrate, it starts to go soft while they're having intercourse. Now, once that happens, then the man becomes scared of initiating or starting anything with his partner. So what does he do? He starts to avoid her in a way. And what happens? We start to lose intimate touch. We don't start touching. We don't start kissing anymore. Because if I kiss or I touch, what comes next? I want to progress. And I'm not going to progress because if I progress, I know I might fail. And therefore, if I know I'm going to fail, I'd rather not start it. Because if I start it, I will be... And I can blame it on everything. I can blame it on tiredness. I can blame it on on, on troubles. Or I can blame it on just not being in the mood. But if I'm going to fail, I don't start it. And that touch, that touch, all the partners, women complain about it. Stop. It doesn't touch me anymore. And the question that now rises is, what she is thinking is, does he have another woman? Does he not love me anymore? Am I not so attractive anymore? And suddenly she becomes a victim of his problem or difficulty. And that creates even further burden on the relationship. And that is why it is so important, so, so important partners, couples to talk about it and say, what is happening? Let's see what's going on. And, and the nice part is we have treatment for men who have erectile dysfunction and it works. And they are safe drugs. They work well, they safe, they really put back the relationship to the way it is. But it comes with a change of everything. It comes with a change of lifestyle. It comes with a change in eating pattern that comes with a change in exercise pattern. It comes with a change of controlling diseases and illnesses that you have. Because if you don't do that, you don't control the disease and you don't stop the process from occurring. And like I said, every man who's got erectile dysfunction is a heart patient or cardiac patient till proved otherwise. 
So that must take him to the doctor first, not walk around and shop around for pills that he can buy on the street corner. There's so much of illegal stuff out there that he can buy on the street corner and in supermarkets and back door, etc. He needs to see his doctor and get a medical screen and make sure that he doesn't have any underlying disease. If we look at disease pattern, we found that up to 15 to 20% of men will present with erectile dysfunction but don't know that they have diabetes. Up to 20% of men who have erectile dysfunction have undiagnosed hypertension. And so the diseases go on. How many have prostate disease and therefore don't know? So therefore, it is a sign that something is going wrong in the body. One needs to check it up and see. Besides age, age is the one factor where, yes, as you age, you will get erectile difficulty as you age. That is the one point that needs to be assessed. But relationship, partnership, talking, being together, addressing the problem together is the first major contributor to getting that pathway better and re-establishing a beautiful, loving relationship. A-teamers, let's go to some of the voice notes uh, that you have sent to us. Uh, we are talking to Dr. Ramlikan um, about erectile dysfunction. How can you see the signs? What are the signs? But I'm very shocked and alarmed uh, with what Dr. Ramlikan has just informed us, that if a man has um, any you know, signs or has been diagnosed with erectile dysfunction, they need to be very aware that they are a, a patient or a candidate for heart conditions. So you need to closely monitor to that so it's not only about the erection which is sexual but it's also about your heart which is a very vital organ so we need to really watch out for each other's health send whatsapps on 0614104107 or sms41391 you can also call in even anonymously i know it's a sensitive issue 011-714-2006 hi uh, patricia uh, my name is akile i just have a quick question for the doctor I've realized that um, since I started, you know, exercising, um, mainly doing resistance work, meaning I do weights or do bodyweight exercises, um, my sex drive has actually picked up uh, a lot compared to when I was doing more aerobic work, things like running and all of that. Um, so, the, obviously my diet has always been uh, good, but I've realized that ever since I've done um, lifting exercise-wise, my, 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 my sex drive has, has, has gone up a lot. So, I just want to know if the manner of which we as men exercise, does, are there any specific exercises that uh, spike up our testosterone levels, like I've, I, I've felt in the last, you know, two years? Um, so, I don't know, maybe he can enlighten us with which kind of exercises can sort of increase our sex drive. Thank you. Very good question. Let's allow the doctor to respond to that. But I want to ask you, A-team, and so for, for, for us who are on air, I know you are listening right now, but we're on air, we're having a conversation, and then you want to send us a voice note. Please make sure that you lower your volume and send your voice notes. It's a bit difficult to listen to our guests speaking, uh, myself speaking, and the voice note speaking, and you also speaking. So lower the volume so the quality is good. But Dr. Ramlikan, I think the question was very pertinent that our ATMA has given us. Absolutely pertinent, absolutely to the point, is that exercise is the key to life. But they think, Patricia, and, and let's ask this tongue-in-cheek. Do we as humans ever have to exercise? And the answer is no. And the reason why it's no is that if we act correctly, we will never need to lose anything because the energy amount taken in and the energy amount used up will be equal and there will be no problem just by our daily activities. So our walking around, working, etc. But different people do different work. So some sit at desks, some work on the site, some work physically, 
some run all the time, some do super physical. Exercise is the key to a good life. And exercise is the key to longevity and all of that. So as you exercise, you maintain your weight for your height, and therefore men should always do what I call their checkups and know their numbers so they should know what their waist circumference should be. It shouldn't be more than 92 centimeters so that if you are more than 92, you know that you're starting to get a little bit overweight. If you exercise, you'll maintain it there, keep it there and be healthy. When you start to do weight resistance training, you can start to become more muscular. That gives you a better feel and look as a man that would drive your endorphins to make you feel better and therefore drive your process of feeling testosterone laden and therefore it's good. What we need to look out for is that some men tend, while they do resistance or weight training, start to take supplements and these supplements sometimes do contain things like nitrox, etc., which are precursors in a process and sometimes are loaded with DHE, which is a precursor to testosterone in there. Remember, testosterone is not the end-all and be-all. Testosterone is a beautiful hormone that gives you the quality as a man. But when you overput in testosterone, you cause suppression of the natural cycle in the body. And we see this in our training, uh, competing uh, bodybuilders, uh, athletes, etc., who overuse testosterone and end up with really difficult problems later of fertility, unable to have a baby, uh, having problems with sleep, getting aggressive because of the change in their hormone levels. But exercise, the key. Number two, the type of exercise you do will make you feel good. So each one will have their own little recipe that makes them feel good. Like somebody feels excellent if they just run a speed race, a burst of speed, and they like that. Others will be happy and exhilarated with a nice brisk walk, while others might find it excellent if they just did some shadow boxing or some dancing or what. I recommend dancing as the only form of exercise because it is free. Music is wonderful. It's what you like, and you can do it in the comfort of your house without the cost of anything. And when you love the music and you dance to it, you feel wow. And that is the thing. Exercise must make you feel wow. That is the point. Let's go to more uh, voice notes. Hi, Patricia. I think what is important is that we need to talk about these issues of our health as men. You know, advise each other and, you know, give, you know, you know, courage to each other to talk about this thing. Because most of the time we find that women can talk about their health issues. But as men, if we, we have to share, we start to to have a problem and saying, what if tomorrow these men are going to laugh at me and so forth or discuss me at another at, at other people. So I think it is important to start with our mindset as men to talk openly about these things around us. Uh, this is Mandla Ngomo from Christiana. Thank you very much. Hi, Patricia. It's Fred here. Uh, could you please ask the doctor uh, uh, on, on his view about the, um, you know, traditional libido boosters like in Bilsu, you know, yeah, yeah, their safety? Uh, what is his view? Okay, this one talking about the traditional boosters. I think there's also a message here um, on 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 uh, SMS that was very similar to this uh, from Samson in Kharangua, who was asking about nutritional ways that he can at least, you know, increase the size of his penis. <laughs> so yeah, please do these work. Okay. Well, let, let, let's let's go to the to, to the first thing and, and and this thing about penis size, and I think we need to really. Uh, address this because it is a cause of anxiety in many men uh, who always will feel that they are inadequate in size, etc. And the starting point for us uh, when we do see uh, these, these, these patients or persons is we show them what is normal. 
And when we show them what is normal, they suddenly realize, ah, I am actually normal. I am not undersized, etc. And it really changes the whole, it's like a sigh of relief, like, wow, okay, I am. Because we have the measuring instruments, we have the circular instruments, we measure the, the girth of the penis, the length of the penis, and show them this is the world average. You are in the world average by plenty. So you are actually normal, and that brings about this beautiful process that I am good. The difficulty comes is that as you are partnered with your partner and you have babies and uh, you all have babies together and she has babies and two or three deliveries later, the vagina is now suddenly larger. So the penis that was satisfying the vagina previously is now not seemingly as large as it was for that penis before. And therefore that starts to create some problems because with good lubrication of the vagina, the vagina is now suddenly moist. The walls are going to open up a little bit more. This penis suddenly is no more that big. There's a reverse to this is that we have to teach our female partners on how to tighten the vagina post-delivery of babies so that the vagina can stay tight. A lot of things are done. There's a lot of vaginal practices that have happened uh, worldwide with that. And, and, and traditional medicines, there's a whole host of traditional medicines that are found herbs that people use to actually give them better erections. You know, the famous story of how the, the, the herder used to see the goats eating a certain plant and suddenly when they ate that plant, they were becoming very frisky and were having extra sex. And his observation was not incorrect. He found that plant, and it's called honey goat wheat. That's what you'll find in a lot of natural products called opidium. Uh, it's there. Uh, there's a whole lot of other plants in South Africa called maca. There's, a, uh, there's, there's another plant that is uh, distinct to South Africa, which also is there, which is used by the traditional good herbalists, and lots of patients use it out there. So penis size, enlarging penises, is something that will be forever. I mean, men use beads. They, they cut themselves and put beads under the skin, or they get it done uh, by doctors who do it for them. It's all about how you see that penis and how you're comfortable with it. You know, I always tell the, the woman that, the man wakes up with the penis in his hand. He always looks to see, is it there or is it not broken? Is it still there? <laughs> What's it like? And that's every morning. Oh When my he wakes goodness. up, his hand goes in his pants. Is it still there? And that's like, okay, it's there. Wow. Whoa. Beautiful. And if he's got his early morning erection, he's reassured that everything's working good and he's happy. Uh, the first caller raised a point, which is very succinct. And I just wanted to just elaborate for me that point. I thought something you said that really struck home as something that's important. Can you just refresh that, uh, Patricia? Oh, my goodness. No, I'm, I'm, I'm way past okay. that one. Can we go to other voice notes? Because I'm looking at time as well, Doctor. Yes, sure. Yes, sure. Good evening, Dr. Ramlakan and Atimas. Um, I would want to know what are the effects of um, erectile dysfunction pills that we normally get from over the counter, maybe in pharmacies, or what that those that we get from men's clinic. What the, the, is their effect in or in worsening the 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 dysfunction? Because would one end up being dependent on those medication while trying to improve the the sex performance thank you uh, good evening uh, cc and the rest of the team as well as the doctor uh, this issue of men having a problem of weak erection age is a problem yeah i know many uh, houses whereby uh, the marriage it has collapsed because of uh, a man uh, not having his mutsuki tsuki uh, standing up so it's a pain 
it's not a joke it's a pain yeah you might see uh, people having nice cars nice houses but uh, uh, behind closed doors they're not happy because of Mutsuki Tsuki is not uh, standing up so it's a it's a it's a pain some of uh, these uh, men they even tell me that uh, brother we've got this uh, problem this and that and that and, that, and they end up drinking each and every herb they found so could you please uh, dr h help and come up with a better solution uh, the name is Tepo mashabela from johannesburg uh, linicia south flag fountain thank you <laughs> I bought I've never heard anyone call their penis Mutsukitsuki. Let me go to Dr. Ramlakan. Doctor, we first had the first voice note asking about dependency on the medications to, to curb uh, erectile dysfunction. Yes. So, so let's look at and uh, look at them together because it's quite leading to each other. First of all, dependency is not the word. When you have a difficulty and it's a problem where it is mechanical, structural, etc. Then you're going to have used medication that you're going to use. And this is where a lot of men get it wrong and even couples because the wife will say, but you don't need those pills because why must you take the pills to get an erection? You should get an erection. That is a myth. The myth of a man having an ever-ready erection at any time of the day or night is not going to happen. So therefore, we need to remove the myths and say that this is all related to where it is. So as we grow older, we will need a little bit more support. We will need something to get our erections to a better quality and therefore allow us to have better sex and satisfactory sex. So first thing is there are medications. In South Africa, there are three registered oral medications, and I'll give the names of them so that people know it because then they have it, and its trade names are Viagra, Levitra, and Cialis. Those are the three registered drugs in our country, uh, Tadalafil, Vardenafil, and, uh, 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 and, and, and also the three. So when those three are there, they are available only on prescription. Secondly, we have a host. Now, really, Patricia, when I say the host, there are hundreds of tablets out there starting from Evuga to Morning Riser, Champion, etc., 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 etc. These are all available over the counter in pharmacies, put forward as natural medications and used. They have herbs in them, some of them, but remember that 50% of the effect of any erectile dysfunction drug is also what we call placebo. That means if I gave you a sugar coated pill, it will also work because. There's a huge influence of the power of the nerve uh, uh, impulses coming from the brain, feeding a penis and keeping it going. But the good part is the three, what we call PDE5 inhibitors, Viagra, Cialis, Levita, what we know about them is that they work. Now, in patients who have erectile dysfunction only because of age, success rate is 95%. The second thing all men must realize, if you have erectile dysfunction and if you're going to be sexual, don't go into the war with a plastic rubber knife. Go into the war with a large AK-47 or R7. Don't go there and fail. Don't build yourself a failure. Because once you fail, you start to create a whole cycle of anxiety around just being sexual. So if you're going to be going into that, get the help you need, take the medication you need, and it's not about dependence. It's about you needing that to have a satisfactory sexual life, and that is the important part. So for those... Go ahead. Go ahead. So the medication basically is used either one hour before you plan to have sex. It must be taken on an empty stomach and you do well. There's another uh, dosage of it which you can take every day which starts to work quietly and keep you going so that you actually are comfortable and ready to have sex whenever you can. So you're no dependent. It is 
excellent. It restores the relationship. It restores the confidence. It gives the man the confidence of maintaining and getting an erection. And that is what starts to give him all that he needs to have a relationship that is wonderful for him. And that starts to keep him going. Can we go to more voice notes and hopefully yes, there'll sir. be time for us to also attend to some of the questions that we have via SMS. Yes. I'm saying hello, Patricia. Me, I don't have a problem of erectile dysfunction, but, but the issue which I have is prolonged uh, erection. I can take maybe two, three, four rounds, but my penis keeps on being very tight for so long time up to the extent in which i do not feel comfortable especially if i go outside so i'm asking your guest to help me uh with, to lower down that uh, prolonged erection i uh, thank you very much i believe that there are ways that people with erectile dysfunction as a couple can deal with and it all has to do with the attitudes and expectations some of the unrealistic expectations needs to be removed because if the couple believes that the only way that they can have sexual satisfaction is through penetration of an erected penis that's a very very wrong idea people need not to be rigid they need to learn and be creative they can go for treatment see how that can be treated but at the same time love starts in the mind if if you accept your your partner the way that he is and work with them, you can get much out of it. And that's what I believe. Uh, good, good evening, Patricia, the doctor, and the 80 months. Yeah, today you have come with a really, 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 really serious matter because uh, most men are experiencing weak erection. I hear what the doctor is saying about uh, getting uh, medication over the counter. Some men, the challenge is that are unemployed and uh, they cannot afford that. So because they want to feel like men, they will then get the next cheapest medication. Uh, myself, I'm experiencing the same problem. Uh, I went to men's clinic, but uh, the medication is too expensive. So I'm dependent on a certain pill that I get from uh, my friend, and uh, it's working for me. It's working for me. So thank you very much for the topic, and. Uh, God bless all 80 months. All right. Uh, let me go to some of the questions and uh, comments here. This one. Uh, okay. Yet another great topic, Patricia. Please ask the doctor if he knows about the traditional male libido powder called Mbesu. So the doctor has um, responded to that, the Mbesu and Viagra and Abovuka and all different types of things. This one says, I can't perform two rounds. Does it mean I have a problem? It's from Joe. And then from a lady here, it seems, oh no, from Freedom, Freedom, public guy. Good evening, Patricia and Doctor. Please, my question is, if someone has diabetes, how do you know what are the signs uh, that you, will show that you have it, especially when it comes to erectile dysfunction? So we'll cover that as well with Doctor. And then this one says, whenever I'm next to my partner, I don't feel I want to have sex, even if she's not in the mood throughout until I make it every day. Um, is this normal? Sometimes my lady complains. I end up going out. And this is from uh, Nami C. Robson, uh, who's in Mpumalanga. So there's a lot of questions here. A-teamers are struggling. Um, 
This one from Simpiwe in Soweto. Good evening, Patricia. Some free advice. I take the following. Foods, one cube of garlic and uh, a day. Banana, avos, peanuts, broccoli, carrots, and uh, many other greens. Uh, periodically, drink two liters of water daily. Drink maheo once a week. Coffee, one glass of uh, uh, cranberries, uh, Sauvignon after supper. Okay, so wine, and uh, you are guaranteed an erection. Okay, ATMs. The remedies are coming in. So the the, the, yeah. the the major questions that I think with the time that we've got left, Doctor, uh, yeah. just as a snapshot, yeah. the issue of prolonged erection that ATMA is experiencing. I think that needs us to give attention to, and then the issue of not having an erection at all, not feeling like it, and then the issue of watching out for the signs of diabetes that is said to be one of the major things that hinders erections. All right, so let's start and finish the the, the illnesses. Remember regular screening, visiting your clinic or doctor once a year, no matter what age you are, is an excellent way of knowing that you have no disease. So you check your blood pressure, your sugar, all of that is done. That is important for every person on this earth. Every person must go for a checkup. So let's park that and say, if you check regularly, you get it. But remember, the signs of diabetes, increased thirst, losing weight, passing more urine, waking up at night to lose weight, uh, to, to pass urine. All of that are common symptoms of, of, of diabetes. Prolonged erections are what we call persons who have erections that last longer. And remember, we get the norm and we get what is not the norm. So there are men who have what we call sometimes retarded ejaculation where they don't ejaculate quickly. So they end up ejaculating way longer. Remember, the world average with ejaculation is between four to eight minutes. So some men will ejaculate after one hour. And that might tire them, but they're still not getting the satisfaction. Some don't ejaculate at all. So one thing to do is to get into the feeling of how you are sexual with your partner, and that starts to accelerate that feeling. Then we get the, the, the other question surrounding not wanting to be sexual or the rivers of desire run differently. That means I want sex every day, my partner wants sex once a month, and those rivers of desire start to run differently. And that is where good conversation, etc., comes in, where you and your partner start to discuss. It's like eating food. If I say I want to eat food and I say, look, I only want a sandwich, you say I want to have the whole steak. Remember, the both of you are eating food. You're already satisfied, but you want different things. But that can be discussed and taken forward from that point of view. Then all the different medications, whether it is the men's clinic or the injection, whether it is the lots of medicines coming in from, from the East, from China, and, and, and finding themselves everywhere, which are sold. Actually, like I said, branded medication in a way, but because it is fake, it is not South African produced. It is now fake because it hasn't passed our regulatory authorities. It's sold on the black market, if I may call that. And therefore, the prices are cheaper because it is black market, just like fake cigarettes, etc. is there. So that's available and people buy that. But I think that the important part of that or message is, please do your checkup. That is more important for the start. And then after that, use the medicine that suits you best. Try to stay away from fake products because we don't know what's in them. You know, there's been deaths in, in Singapore recently about two years ago where people took what is called fake uh, Cialis tablets and inside them were other drugs which were not really Cialis. So we say you stay from the fake, do the right thing. When you do the right thing, you'll be always moving the right direction. Yes, you will use, and like I said, if the tablets don't work for you, then we also use what is called injections into the penis to give you a good erection that also works quite well. But not many men take that because the tablets work fairly well and get them good. Getting healthy again is the start of this whole process. Then we have the other caller who spoke about relationships are not just about sex. And it's absolutely right that sex is only one part of the relationship. And that is why the question to anybody out there, if sex is on in the foundation of your relationship, then that relationship is a very rocky one.
checks must be on the roof. It must be built like a house with walls of trust and respect and caring and wanting to be each other and sharing and actually building these walls that support this roof where sex is. And sex is on the roof, never in the foundation. But if it's in the foundation, then while that sex is destroyed, that whole relationship is gone. You know what, Dr. Ramlikan, I wish we had more time because uh, we're learning so much from this uh, topic um, and uh, we really, really appreciate the time that you have given us. Is there um, a website or social media or contact details where our A-teamers can contact you to discuss this further? Uh, You know, the reason why I I, I don't have that uh, petition is because then there won't be enough hours in the day. (laughs) (laughs) So how do they come to your practice then to get assistance? Uh, Yeah, okay. uh, uh, I'm in Durban, so far away from those who are not in Durban. Uh, The number is 0315778932. And uh, yeah, they'll be able to contact me on that number and, and get it going. And Importantly, I, I must say that if I can give two messages uh, for the men out there is that please remember that when you have an erectile dysfunction, there is something going on in you that could be a problem. You could be having an illness that you don't know about, so please, you must check it. Don't just treat the erectile dysfunction. Secondly, please talk to your partner about it. And thirdly, raise the question with your doctor. Do not be shy to raise the question. He will discuss it with you. We're training doctors every day on these difficulties so that they become more comfortable talking to men about erectile dysfunction, about sexual problems, about ejaculatory difficulties, etc. So we're getting everybody up to speed. In fact, we're in the process of ensuring that in the next year, for the first time in South Africa, hopefully, there will be a diploma in sexual health as a postgraduate qualification so that we get our doctors trained and ready to assist our population. Because remember, if you don't address sexuality and intimacy, you are not providing holistic health care. And we need to do that to keep our couples, our families together. And the one concept of the new concept of I think it's a Dr. Ramlakan, we need to go now. We need to go, yes. but we'll make time to, to speak to you again. Thank you very much for joining us. Wonderful. Thank excellent, you very much. Excellent. Excellent. Um, it's time for us uh, to bid you farewell and may goodness and grace lead you to the great heights of success.